from the newsroom of the Red and Black, I'm Luke Guillory. This is the front page. It's Thursday, November 21st. This week, we look at the profile of the state trooper that escorts Coach Kirby Smart off the field on game days. And we look at sustainability on game days, specifically regarding the pom-pom shakers that are made available to fans during the game. And we're here with Anna Glenn Grove, football beat writer for the Sports Desk at the Red and Black. And Anna Glenn, your article in the paper this week is focusing on not the X's and O's of football, but the state trooper who shepherds Kirby Smart after the end of games. But who is the state patrolman and what does his job entail? So the state trooper that I talked with for this story, his name's Sergeant O'Neill Sadler, and he's been a patrolman for... 19 years but he's been with the Georgia football team for nine and um, he works with in tandem with another sergeant but basically Kirby kind of wants the state troopers to be a part of the team so he gets to run out of the tunnel um, with Kirby and the guys and he says he's really close every day um, anything that the team does he's there so the Friday night before the Missouri game they all went and saw a movie together and um, Officer Sadler got to sit in on that with them um, obviously to protect them was his main duty but he also gets to hang out with them he says he's really really close with Ben Cleveland Charlie Warner and Zamir White and the three of them are Facebook friends with him and they comment on his Twitters and stuff so that was kind of fun to hear about um, but Officer Sadler said he'd been a Georgia fan his entire life, and it was kind of a dream come true when he got promoted to the football. Um, they call it a detail, but um, the football assignment. And so he said that the best moment he's ever had working with the team was looking around at the Rose Bowl. Um, and he said that he couldn't believe that he had made it there. And it was kind of a special moment to share with the other state troopers, but also with the team, you know, that he had kind of seen grow from the ground up since Kirby got here. Um so that was really cool, and like I said, he's been a Georgia fan his whole life, so I think that he said this is his dream job and that he doesn't imagine doing anything else. So it was kind of cool to hear his perspective on what he does and um, how much time he spends with the team. And there's a bit of history with state troopers escorting coaches. When did it start? So according to a published report from ESPN, um, state troopers or police escorts with coaches began in the Bear Bryant era at the University of Alabama. And um, I think he was first seen with them in like 1958, so the late 50s. And um, so naturally everyone had to follow and sue of Bear Bryant. And uh, I talked to Coach Dooley, Vince Dooley, ex-Georgia um, head football coach, and he was like, he remembered watching Bear Bryant walk out on the field, and he said there must have been like five state troopers on each side of him. And Dooley was Dooley said that Coach Dooley said that he only got two, but he felt like that was sufficient enough. So I thought that was a kind of funny little observation he made. Yeah. Now I mean, it's essentially necessary that any coach have uh, policemen patrolling with them. But to look at the game this weekend, Texas A&M, it's senior night at Sanford Stadium. What should we be expecting, and who are some of the players who will be playing in Sanford for the last time this weekend? Yeah, so obviously the last home game for seniors, um, students, and players, and this is the first time that Georgia has played Texas A&M since they joined the SEC in 2012. So I think this is a matchup a lot of people haven't really thought about, maybe. They don't really know kind of how it's going to turn out. I know that Texas A&M has kind of shown – some inconsistencies throughout the season and obviously Georgia's defense has been performing 
well. So definitely we need to look out for it. They just gave up their first rushing touchdown um, of the year against Auburn. So if they prevent any rushing touchdowns, that's a big thing to look out for. And also um, they've been completing a lot of shutouts this season. Um, so Georgia's defense will definitely pose a big threat to Texas A&M, especially at home. Um, but players, especially graduate transfers, Eli Wolf and Lawrence Cager. Eli Wolf caught a touchdown against Auburn last weekend, and Lawrence Cager has been a huge target for Fromm. So if Cager comes in healthy um, from his shoulder injury, he could be a big person to look out for on this last time that he'll play in Sanford Stadium just with – he has he has been able to create some explosive plays for Georgia, so I think that if they can get the offense rolling, Cage will be a huge part in that. Yeah, that Georgia defense looking really good, stopping the run especially, but Texas A&M has kind of been dedicated to the run this season. Can you talk a little bit about what to look for there? I feel like offensively they do rely a lot on their run game. Um, they're pretty committed to it. And in the past five games, it's especially hard to do when you're an SEC team. But um, they've increased the amount of yards they've had on the ground every single game. They've gone from like 100, 125, 150, 200, 300, which is, like I said, something really hard to do in this conference. Um, so that's definitely going to be something that could pose a challenge to Georgia's rushing defense. But if they play the way they've been playing, then I don't really see that being an issue um, for Georgia at home this weekend. All right, Anna Glenn, thanks for coming on and talking about your article and giving a little preview of the game this weekend. Yeah, thanks so much for letting me come on and talk about this weekend in my article. And we're back with Enterprise editor Sherry Liang. And Sherry, you wrote about the shakers, or more commonly known as pom-poms, not the correct term, that are used on game days. Um, can you just really quickly describe what the Shakers are? Yeah, so the Shakers are provided by UGA Athletics at every football game, um, and away games included, for gamegoers to show their spirit. The Shakers are comprised of two parts. One is the red part, which is like the pom-pom bit, um, which is made of like a plastic bag material. And then the harder part, which is the handle, is made of like a harder plastic and about 30 365,000 shakers are ordered from valley decorating incrementally throughout the football season um away games included and the amount they allocate per game is different so 20,000 for games such as murray state and arkansas state but then 55,000 for more higher profile games like notre dame and south carolina um and as far as like collection goes, most of them do leave the, leave the stadium, be it with the game goers or thrown away in the trash can. Um, but the ones that are left over are taken to a recycling facility in Jackson County. How much do they actually cost the university or the, the athletic association to purchase? Um, so 7% of its $140,000 promotions budget is allocated to it. So that comes out to be around 9800 and that suffices for the entire um, football season. And since there's so many of them, uh, what effects do they have on the environment? I mean, probably don't know like specifics on that, but like how easy are they to recycle? Um, they're not easy to recycle at all. So um, even if you were to recycle it, you would have to um, separate the head, which is the pom-pom bit, from the handle because they're two completely separate materials. The red part is 
um, made of like a plastic bag material, which like as most of you probably know that um, plastics bags can't be recycled in traditional recycling facilities because they act as a tangler for the machinery. So they'll have to be recycled by um, special recycling facilities. And the handle is a harder plastic, which could possibly be recyclable in some curbside recycling facilities. But again, like you would have to go through the process of separating them. And in your article, you mentioned that the plastics get shipped to a recycling facility in Jackson County, not the one in Clark County. Do you know why that is? So um, they deliver it to Jackson County because um, Charm, which is the, I guess, like more industrial recycling facility in Athens, um, does not currently have a Shakers take back program. So they don't currently work with the university to collect the shakers and um, recycle them. I guess it needs to be asked, why are the shakers still used despite, I mean, obvious environmental impacts being that they're just really hard to recycle? I mean, if you look at, you know, like even the pictures that the red and black takes, like the shakers look good and they like add to the environment of the game setting. So it adds to the ball spirit. So part of the article is explaining, like, while it's not realistic to completely get rid of the shakers because it it does provide, like, a nice environment to the stadium, um, there are other ways you can reduce the environmental impact of it, including, like, taking care of your shaker, using it for the entire semester instead of picking it up every single time you go to a game or even, like, taking care of it throughout the four years. Um, just stuff like that to like reduce the waste because realistically in a large football school like UGA like you're not going to get rid of these integral parts of our football experience. Yeah and I know you talked to some organizations around campus that kind of preach just reducing the amounts of shakers that you personally use but what did some of them or other sources you spoke to have to say about the kind of bigger picture of sustainability? Yeah, so the general consensus is that while the issue of plastic with the shakers is a big deal, like there's a bigger picture to talk about on game day and as a result like of the university as a whole. Um, so shakers, while it would be a good starting point, other places to look at are um, tailgating. So obviously tailgating has a lot of waste in the form of food and plastic and um, while we do have recycling bins scattered around campus it's still difficult for people to properly dispose of them either like rinsing them out or putting them in the correct bins um, to prevent like uh, contaminating other recyclables um, so stuff like that and then beyond game day like just starting a conversation on campus about more sustainable practices all right, Sherry, well, thanks for coming on and talking a little bit about sustainability. Yeah, thanks for having me back, and we'll see you next time. And that was The Front Page. Our show is produced by Stephen Barr, as well as edited and hosted by myself, Luke Guillory. Keep an eye out for this week's paper on newsstands, on campus, and around Athens. This week, we look at a university initiative to research the history of slavery at UGA, plus a look at the football players who will be playing their final game in Sanford Stadium, and a 
a look at the play reflecting on the history of incarceration here in Georgia. Thanks for listening. We hope you tune in next week.